This is the Dr. Nicolia Show, where we discuss life goals, mindset blocks that prevent you from living your purpose, and have fun while doing it. All for a better mind, a better life, and a better you. Welcome to episode nine. I am so excited that you guys are here and celebrating your Tuesday or whatever day you're listening to this with me. I always say this, but I truly mean it. I know that there are so many other ways that we can spend our time. And so when you choose to honor your own personal development and your personal growth, that's a major life shift and a major life change that will create amazing benefits for you. So just take a moment, pat yourself on the back or give yourself a high five because you totally deserve it. So you're in for a treat, or at least I'd like to believe that. But today we're going to talk about how to learn to master your emotions. And I know for a lot of you, we don't recognize that our emotions control us as much as they do. But the reality is we are typically led by emotion. I mean, think about it. If you burn yourself on the stove, you hurt yourself really bad, you're going to yell a cuss word, right? Because that emotion is, the, you know, that hurt or that, that quick feeling, you're going to jump right into responding that way. Or if your kids don't clean their room for the 99th time, even though you've asked, you're going to probably scream because you're frustrated. So typically we're led by emotions a lot more than we'd like to believe is possible. And let me just share that I just got done yelling at my daughter because I was frustrated that she didn't clean her room for the 99th time. So I was just personally led by frustration. But nevertheless, I'm here to talk about a strategy that you can use to master your emotions so that you're not led by them. So mastering your emotions is one of the most complex things you'll really ever have to learn to do. The reality is what you feel in any given moment is what you're deciding to feel. Let me repeat that one more time just so we can make sure you get it for the people in the back. The reality is what you feel in any given moment or at any given time or at any given second or in any given situation is what you're choosing to feel. You can choose to feel any emotion at any time. You can choose to respond in any particular way at any time. The reality is where your focus goes, your energy flows. And so if you are really focused on being upset, your energy is going to flow with that emotion. If you're really focused on your sadness, you're going to notice your energy is focused on that sadness. And I know that it doesn't feel like we're in control because a lot of times we're like, Well, somebody did something to me and that's why I'm angry. My daughter didn't listen to me. So that's why I was frustrated that she didn't clean her room or my ex-boyfriend said something offensive and that's why, you know, I yelled at him or that's why we broke up, whatever it is, you decide your response to it. No, we can't control what anyone else does or the situation we're in or what anyone else doesn't do, but we ultimately can control our response. So no, I want you to understand that there's a difference between problem solving and ruminating. And that's where we need to understand where our emotions come from. And so typically when we're frustrated or angry or sad, we've ruminated, perseverated, kept thinking on that same emotion. We didn't think on the problem solving aspect of it. And so for me, 
I'll be really honest. When I went through my divorce, I was very, very angry. I was angry at what my ex-husband did, what he didn't do. And so I constant, I constantly thought about my anger. And therefore, because I was constantly thinking about my anger, everything he did reinforced how angry I was. Because again, like I said, where your focus goes, your energy flows. So my focus was on my anger. And so my energy flowed into that angry emotion. And so there's there was a choice that I had in that situation. I could continue to ruminate and play victim and continue to remind myself all the things he did and didn't do and remain in an angry place. Or I could choose to step into the problem solving domain and say like, okay, well, yes, this happened, but what control do I have in this? What power do I have to change this? Even as simple as changing my perspective. Um, the truth is we construct our emotions by making meaning of a situation. So typically what happens is we make predict predictions usually are using our past experiences and our collections of concepts. So we might have had an experience that angered us. And if something triggers that reminder or that emotion, then we make a prediction that we're also going to be angry because of that you know, past experience that we had. And what's that, what that's called is archetypes of our experiences. And so basically we need to not be at the mercy of our emotions, but instead we need to learn to master or to conquer them. And so let's talk about how you can make that happen. So the first step is, is simple, but you need to identify the emotion and you need to identify the trigger. So typically you're going to have to have a few failed experiences with responding emotionally before you can get a handle on responding appropriately. And so the first thing you need to do is you need to identify the emotion. So why, what is the emotion that you're feeling? Angry, sad, happy, excited, elated, frustrated, rage. What is it that you're feeling? Indifference, right? What is the emotion you're feeling and what triggered that? So maybe you're feeling indifferent towards a person because they constantly let you down. You're like, I don't even know what to feel towards you anymore. And it's because the trigger is all of the past experiences and interactions you had with them. Maybe it's anger and it's like you are just another, you just let me down yet another time. And so I'm angry with myself because I keep depending on you not to let me down. Whatever it is, you really want to get to the root of it. You want to understand what the emotion is and why you're triggered with that. Now, let me tell you this. The next step is to appreciate the emotion. And let me explain. This is something I used to use when I worked in my clinical practice. But a lot of times we associate emotions as either good or bad. Like happy is a good emotion and anger is a bad emotion. But the reality is no emotions are bad in of, of themselves. Not even anger, not even rage. The thing is, the emotions become bad when we make a decision with them. So if you're angry and you feel angry and you decide to journal and you decide to process it and ask yourself questions to understand it more in depth, then it's just an emotion. But if you get angry and then you go to your ex-boyfriend's house and you bust out his windows or slash his tires, now anger has become a negative emotion because you've used it in a negative fashion or you've responded to it in a negative fashion. So the second step is just to appreciate the emotion. emotion. Don't try to resist it. Because a lot of times what happens is we also try to resist our emotions. We're like, Oh, I'm so tired of feeling angry. I'm so tired of feeling mad. I'm so tired of being frustrated. And so we'll cover the emotion up because we don't want to feel it. We want to resist it. But emotions can't be covered up. Eventually, it starts to build up. It's almost like 
the best way I could describe it is like taking a pop bottle and shaking it up. You're angry, so you're you're so shaken up. And you're taking this pop bottle and you shake it up. And eventually, you have to take the top off and it explodes. It's the same thing with our emotions. When we try to cover them up or when we try to resist them or we try to push them under the rug or we try to hide them or we try to act like they're non-existent, eventually those emotions come out and they they cause us to explode. And explosions can look different, right? It can be fits of anger. It can be crying spells. It can be constant irritability. It could be oversleeping, depression, anxiety. You get the point. But the emotions can take over our life because we try to resist them. So if you don't take time to really appreciate the emotion and you resist it, it'll come back. But when it comes back, it's going to be even stronger, more difficult to deal with. And so when you actually take time to appreciate the emotion and understand it, then you're learning a lot about yourself. You're learning about ways in which you've allowed people to control you or to determine your emotions. You're learning ways in which you view or perceive different experiences that happen to you. And so it's important that you appreciate the emotion and not try to resist it or hide it or push it aside. Now analyze the emotion is the third step. So ask yourself, does this emotion serve me? Because sometimes when we're in a situation where we're angry, maybe with a person that's constantly let us down, that emotion does serve you because it teaches you what to expect from that person. And then eventually in turn, the more you study the emotion and you go through this process, you learn not to put yourself in situations where you're depending on that per person and where they can constantly let you down. If the emotion is not serving you, like you're just dealing with rage and it's not doing anything but causing your heart rate to get up, causing you to sweat, causing you to not be able to sleep or causing, you know, insomnia or you oversleep or you're missing work or it's causing poor relationships at work, you need to understand that. So this is important to analyze the emotion. And the best way to do that is to really, again, sit with it. I can't tell you guys how much power there is in just sitting with your thoughts and listening to what your body and your emotions are telling you. So sit with it and, and see why you feel that way and ask yourself, is this emotion serving me? Is there of any benefit to this emotion? The next step is to affirm yourself. So remind yourself of the times that you have conquered past situations that caused the same emotions. So when was the last time that you were really, really angry and you're about to flip out? Maybe you were in the car on the way to work and there was someone who stuck the middle finger up and you were ready to get out and just tear them a new one. But you didn't get out, even though you could have because you were at a stoplight. You didn't get out. You went to work. You forgot about it and you got through the day. Maybe there was a time where you didn't yell at your daughter because she didn't clean her room and you sat down and had a conversation and told her like, hey, this is frustrating. What can we do to stay on routine about your cleaning? Think about the times that you have successfully handled the emotion. And the reason that this step is important is it because it reminds you that ultimately you can control it. You can respond appropriately. If you've done it in the past, that's proof that you can do it again. The next step is if you identify that this emotion has no value, refine the redefine or refine the emotion. So by, the best way to do that is by more clearly identifying your feelings or recategorizing them. Um, this can help to reduce the suffering, the frustration, like all of that. One of the best things that we can do for our emotions is better understand them. Like for the most of, for most of us, we assume that there's just like three emotions, happy, mad, and sad. But there's so much more to that. So there's like, if you think of awesome, there can be happy, content, thrilled, relaxed, hopeful, adoring, grateful. There could be angry, aggravated, alarmed, spiteful, grumpy, gloomy, uneasy, resentful. 
envious. There's so many more emotions. And when we're able to expand our belief of the various emotions, and when we increase our intelligence regarding those emotions, our brain now has more categories to place them in. You see, our brain typically will take the emotion and it'll put it in one of two categories. But when you expand that, this provides you with the tools that you need for more flexible and useful responses. So you can now, before you could predict the category based on, you know, a few categories, happy, sad, or mad. But now you can expand that. So for example, if you're about to do a speaking engagement, and typically that causes you to, causes you to feel a little anxious, so your heart is racing, you could say that this could be categorized as harmful anxiety and you're then you're not perseverating on, oh no, I'm doomed, this is terrible, what's gonna happen to me? What's next, I'm not gonna do good, people are gonna think I'm crazy or a fraud or people aren't gonna like my speech. Or you can choose to categorize it as helpful anticipation. And so you could say, wow, I'm so excited, like I'm really ready to, to take this speech and just, you know, go crazy with it. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I wonder what people will think or how this speech will help them or how it will, how it will change your life. So you see, you're still feeling the same way, but you're choosing to categorize it in two different ways based on which emotion and response is going to serve you best. Finally, the sixth step is to tackle the emotion. So identify what you can do to tackle it appropriately in a way that's super easy, not super easy, but in a way that is super beneficial or super helpful for you. So what can you do to tackle the emotion? So maybe for you, it's you need to take five minutes and cool off in your bathroom and close the door and regroup until you go talk to your daughter about your frustration. Maybe it's that the next time at drop off or pick up with your ex-spouse that you're frustrated, you take somebody so that you're not tempted to fly off the handle. Maybe with a coworker, it's like, I need to have a conversation with them and let them know that what they keep doing to me is bothersome and offensive. Whatever it is, identify what is the best way to handle it. And let me explain, if, it's, if you're in the moment, this process can be really hard, but the more you practice it, the more you can kind of start doing these things quicker. The first couple times you do this, you're going to need some time for this activity, especially the sixth step where you identify how to tackle the emotion. So one of the things that I always say to do is, this sounds really elementary, but I do the stoplight. So red, yellow, green. So red, stop. Literally, just stop. If you cannot think of a way to tackle the emotion, stop. Because whatever you're about to do is probably not going to be good and it's going to be led by your emotions. So stop. Then slow down, so slow your brain down. Take a minute to slow down and think. Sometimes it may not be right then. Even though you're frustrated and you want your daughter to clean her room in the next 20 minutes, maybe it takes you an hour to think of the next step. So slow down, slow your brain down, think of how you can tackle it. And then once you identify that, green, go. So stop, slow down, and then once you identify it, go. This will help you to be less likely to respond emotionally. And sometimes it's funny because I use this, this strategy a lot, especially with my girls, because I wanna set a good example for them. But more importantly, I want them to see that they can control and master their emotions as well. And so sometimes what I'll do is as frustrated as I am in the moment, I'll pause and I won't say anything. And it's funny because they get more nervous when I pause and don't say anything than when I you know, fly off the handle. And so they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, I need a moment. And I'll, they'll either walk away or I'll walk away. And like I said, sometimes I come back in five minutes and I have a strategy or a consequence or a conversation 
And sometimes it's like a day and I'm like, you know what? I thought about what happened yesterday. This is what we're going to do moving forward. But this red, yellow, green strategy has really helped me. Now, I'm not saying that this process is like super easy, especially the recategorization of your emotions. That part can be pretty challenging too. But with practice, it's going to be so helpful. I mean, we cannot, we can't continue to be like toddlers. You know, you see toddlers that are in the store and they don't get what they want and they fall on the ground and they throw tantrums. We as adults do that too. They just don't look like us falling on the ground and stomping our feet. They look like bits of anger, bits of irritability or frustrations or shouting out mean things or saying things that we don't mean. But we have to do better than that. We're adults and there's people in your life that you need to be an example for. If even just your own children, you got to be an example. Ultimately, we're all human. So there's going to be moments where we fall short. There's going to be moments where we deal with many different emotions, even the difficult ones. The good news is the emotions don't have to control us any longer. They don't. You can use this strategy as early as today to start getting in control of your emotions and the control that they have in your life. We can choose to respond in ways that are going to serve us best. And when we do that, we actually serve and help other people. Think about like, is someone sticking their middle finger up at you and you smile or wave? That really doesn't help, that doesn't serve their cause, right? They wanna be mad, they wanna be angry, they wanna be nasty. But you smiling and waving has makes them have to change their their approach and so when we set that you know when we set that standard or we set that intention and we start shifting our responses in turn you'll notice that other people's responses are shifting as well so let me know how you're going to commit to moving forward using this strategy what you're going to do and maybe what you've learned what your takeaways were from this experience as always to feel free to shoot me any questions or any comments about episodes that you'd be interested in hearing more about or certain topics i love to hear from my listeners you guys have the most insightful thoughts and the most amazing comments and so i just appreciate you but I'm going to let you guys go because I understand that time is valuable and I want you to step forward and step into learning to master your emotions. So do me one favor before I go. Promise that you're not going to take in all of this information and just put it in one ear and take it out the other. But you're going to actually utilize it. So if that means you need to come back to this episode with a notepad or your journal and document what your strategy is, do it. If that means you want to get a friend to listen with you, which is even awesome, like, right? If you want to get a friend to listen with you and you guys hold each other accountable on how to respond and react and, re and allow your and manage your emotions, do it. But don't just listen and walk away. I do this because I want to give you guys life-changing, valuable information. And so you guys just got to make me a promise to apply it. So I'll let you guys go. I hope that you have an amazing day. Oh, and make sure you guys con connect with me on social if you haven't already. And I will chat with you guys later. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Dr. Nicoya Show. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Nicoya Williams or on my website, NicoyaWilliams.com for more info on this podcast. As always, subscribe to the show to be sure to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh new content. See you next Tuesday.